Hi, welcome to HaYigeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Meir, and for a refuah lema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. I have accidentally watched the TV show Botched too many times. Botched is exactly what it sounds like. It's a TV show about plastic surgeons who try to reverse botched previous plastic surgeries. The people on this show are bizarre, to say the least. And the show can teach us a lot, but the number one lesson that I have learned is that if you won't, someone else will. I mean, of course, that if you want to look like a human version of comic book Superman and the first plastic surgeon that you ask refuses, never fear. Eventually, you will find someone who will make you the Clark Kent of your dreams. This show came to mind as I was reading this week's Parsha, Kitisa. B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, are waiting at the bottom of Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, as Moshe ascends to get the Ten Commandments, Aserat Hadibrot. Moshe is gone for a while, and so B'nai Israel gets understandably anxious. They go to Aharon, Aaron, the second in command, and propose a solution. If Moshe is gone and we no longer have a leader, let's make an idol. Firstly, Aaron is a lovely, peaceful guy, but I have to imagine that he's a little bit stung that B'nai Yisrael essentially says, if we can't have Moshe, then the next best thing is a golden calf. It's quite rude. Whatever. What Aaron does next has puzzled many of us since first learning this Torah narrative. He says, okay, well, go gather the earrings of your wives, daughters, and sons and bring them to me. Why in the world does Aaron even entertain the idea of building a god for B'nai Yisrael? The Chizkuni, a 13th century French Torah commentator, presents Aaron's options. He could suggest that someone else should be the leader for the time being, but then probably have a fight to the death when Moshe actually comes back and potentially a civil war on his hands. Option two, say no, and then B'nai Yisrael would just find someone else to do their bidding and have their false god even faster. Or option three, suggest that he, Aaron, take over for Moshe, but then have the awkward thing of ceding power back to Moshe when Moshe did eventually return. So we see that this earrings ploy was Aaron's attempt at buying some time. Maybe the wives, sons, and daughters wouldn't be so eager to hand over their golden hoops, he thought. Maybe the woman wouldn't want an inanimate object to take the place of Moshe. But alas, the gold comes rolling in. Aaron knew the lesson that I had personally learned from the TV show Botched. If you won't do it, someone else will, and in an even worse way. There is a similar theory as to why we have laws governing slavery in the Torah. If slavery is this horrible dehumanizing thing that should have never existed, why does the Torah dignify it with laws and regulations? Humans can be great, but humans also like to elevate themselves above other humans. The theory is that if there were no laws about slavery in the Torah, then slavery would have happened anyway, but just without anything regulating it. It's an interesting idea. So Aaron is thinking, they're going to do it anyway, so it might as well be on my watch. He also knows that straight up denying them isn't an option, but he also can't straight up acquiesce. He recognizes something that the plastic surgeons who deny Clark Kent wannabes might not. Turning someone away doesn't stop them. But if you care about the well-being of this type of patient, you should give them the chance to change their mind without making them feel out of control. The truth is that no one can make any decisions for us 100%. No one can convince us 100% of anything. Old habits die hard, and it takes lots of energy to stop our natural inclinations. Success in leadership isn't always abiding by the same principles, though. 
You can't always run things the Moshe way, being harsh, strong, and confrontational. And you can't always run things the Aaron way, gentle, flexible, non-confrontational. But if you can suggest to someone that something is their own idea, get them to see things the way that you do, you might have something there. I heard an interesting idea specifically on this Parsha relating to the sense of sight or vision. I don't know which one of our senses are the most emotionally affecting, but sight seems like the one to focus on this week. When the people don't have Moshe in front of them, they become very anxious. When Aaron agrees to make the Egel the calf, they are soothed by the sight of it and all but forget about Moshe. God, of course, has no human form, but God sees the people with their calf at the base of the mountain and tells Moshe. Moshe hasn't seen them worshiping it, so he pleads to God on their behalf. But then when Moshe does see the people for himself dancing and worshiping the Egel, he famously smashes the Luchot, the tablets. Of course, it's very hard to be around someone you care about when they don't see things your way. After lots of years of not really getting it, I think I've come to the conclusion that the Chet HaEgel, the sin of the golden calf, shows us how to navigate interpersonal relationships in ways that don't alienate us from those we love. Arun didn't fail at being a leader. He tried to make the people see the situation his way. He wanted them to question why they were doing what they were doing, wonder if Moshe really could be replaced by a statue, take a second to stop and, and question their impulse. But when that failed, he gave them what they wanted, even though he knew it was wrong. I imagine seeing Moshe come down and smash the Ten Commandments is a very powerful scene. And it's not that getting caught stopped B'nai Yisrael from ever doing anything else wrong, but it did provide them with a little tough love, an opportunity to see things the way they were, and to assess their actions now that the problem had imploded. So the message is, I guess, love the people you love, until love isn't what will solve their problems anymore. A good old-fashioned failure or exposure to something other than getting their way often does the trick. And when they're recovering from their tough love, you can give them some regular love and nurse them back to emotional health. We humans are so fragile, aren't we? Something to, to reflect on this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share with a friend, and I'm wishing you a Shabbat Shalom.